0: This episode is brought to you by Dove Hair Care's Crown Collection. Well, hello there. Okay, welcome, friends, family, familiars. To Go Off Sis, okay? Welcome, especially, to this capsule season presented by Dove. So when we last left y'all last year, um, Beyonce hadn't even performed in Dubai. Lori Harvey hadn't even taken Damson as a lover yet, right? So a lot has happened over the past few months. But do not worry (laughs) because Go Off Sis is still here, and I still don't know how to braid my own hair, So really, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Speaking of hair, we wanted to spend these next few episodes diving into it, okay? We are getting to the scalp of the matter. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about all things hair. I found that a lot more of my conversations these days are about the hair and the hairiness of it all, whether it be because we're spending more money and less time or less money and more time, or because we're just letting it go completely because one thing we as black women can serve is versatility. Okay. So we're going to talk about it. Are we doing it at home? Are we done with salons? What's the black tax when it comes to paying for our hair? And that's not only cost. that's also emotional labor too, right? What date are we wearing our bonnets to bed with Bay? Like, Do we still feel like we have to have our hair done to go to the corner store? We're getting into all of it, okay? And today, we are kicking off this capsule collection of conversations, and we're talking about the big chop, okay? So whether we are cutting off hair, cutting off people, cutting out the stigmas around our hair, or just hitting our bald baddie era, it's time to cut it off, sis, okay? And if you're like me and you're already having anxiety about even talking about cutting it all off, this conversation is for you because we are going there. And I, of course, have my favorite go off sis crew here to help me chop it off, all right, and keep it cute while we're doing it. So reintroduce yourselves, ladies. Kathleen, I'll start with you. How you doing? I'm doing good, Charles. This is your girl, Kathleen,
1: coming at you usually from the 6th, but right now I'm in L.A. Um, I'm the Deputy Director Global here at Unbothered and so excited to talk it all, to chop it
0: up about chopping it off. Ooh, bars. Okay. Maya, <laughs> how are we feeling?
2: Hello. You already know who it is. It's Maya, your favorite curly girl here in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm the Associate Social Strategist here at Unbothered.
3: Lovely. All right. Anae, how you feeling? Hi, y'all. It's Sadal, Neye Komunibo, culture critic.
0: I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm feeling good today. Good. I love it. All right. Roll call. Check. Uh, we also have a special guest joining us on the roundtable today, and we love to give the freshest of flowers, freshly cut, specifically for this episode. She's a true beauty maven with a resume longer than your favorite lace front, trust us, okay? She's giving looks and true hair art, okay? Art in your favorite magazines, on the runways at Fashion Week, uh, on red carpets, creating styles and creations for everyone from Tessa Thompson to Gabrielle Union to Lupita Nyong'o to Tracy Ellis Ross to our girl Kiki Palmer. That's just to name a few. Uh, and she is currently touring as the hair designer for the new movie Creed 3 with Jonathan May just and Kathleen's future ex-husband, Michael B. Jordan. So cue the <laughs> air horns, yes, for our Jamaican queen. Please welcome celebrity hairstylist, Lacey Redway. Hey! How you doing, Lacey? Thank you for being here.
4: Thank you guys for having me. Y'all have bars. It's <laughs> like between it's like truly, truly, truly. I'm I'm so grateful to be here. Such a fan of Unbothered. And I'm ready to chop it up with you guys and talk all things hair um, not
1: ex-husband Kathleen we gotta we got to talk about that on the side <laughs> she got Hi, but, somebody sorry but like, few, uh, she has a husband he's like oh, my okay, future okay. Okay. second I'm currently married so he's gonna be my future second ex-husband but you Ooh. know we'll talk about it later yeah we'll later. exactly all right, ex- all right, exactly right,
0: right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that's correct. Um
4: you guys all have gorgeous hair. I I imagine that is like part of working on this show. Working at Unbothered, you got to be gorgeous, have dope hair. You guys might have to drop me some routines of what you guys are doing with your hair.
0: Oh, I appreciate that, but trust me, when you see these braids taken down, I will be looking for tips from you. Uh like really, <laughs> really and truly. But um yes, My girls are gorgeous in the brain and in the face. So it's lovely. I'm (laughs) I'm very, very, we're very blessed to have this crew. So thank you for joining us today. All right. So as we do, we start off always with a hot topic, hot question. So Lacey, we're going to jump on into it. So again, in honor of the big chop. Who are some of your favorite short hair inspirations or big chop mm. inspirations, celebrities, people in life, like who's giving you that energy? I can kick it off and I will tell you, hands down, Tony Braxton, 90, like it, that's it. It's, it's done. It's over. Choose everything. And when I tell you, I was like, ooh, I get so high. And I was like, that's why you had to cut it off, huh? <laughs> looks great. <laughs> Literally, I was like, wow, yeah, the lyrics yeah. are coming full circle.
1: She got to sweat it out if she don't. There get it, it is. <laughs> exactly.
0: So Tony Braxton, so. end all, be all. Kathleen, how about you?
1: Ooh, okay. For me, it was the one, the only, Nia Long. But specifically as Lisa from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I never did that like really short crop situation that she had, but I envied it so much. I loved it. The shortest that I ever went was a Bob, and that was inspired by Rihanna. What era was that? That was like the good girl gone bad era, right? Mm-hmm. With the 2008? Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. 2000s? Yeah, that's yeah. For sure.
1: That that was my inspo. Mm-hmm. Love that.
4: Okay, uh, Maya. You no. can rock. You can rock a bob, though. But, you know, oh. well, we can find Kathleen the, is not know, cutting off no sure. hair. Maya, you <laughs> laughing in Kathleen's face. <laughs> yeah, Maya. No, she's not, I'm not saying
2: she can't. She can. She's just not. She's not going to
1: do that. I mean, Fair. She's
2: boycotted as many times. Kathleen says, I got my three to, two to three salads, and that's it. I got the job. Yes. and I got, I Baby, got she that want the hair to the
3: floor to the floor listen well, y'all know me
2: I, I need she my inches I need my see, inches I <laughs> I you know see? me that's why I laughed I was like Kathleen would never if I heard it Kathleen cut her hair off I'm like somebody lying she's <laughs> going through a mental
0: crisis
2: Kathleen, not going to hurt Yeah, you know something's wrong.
0: (laughs) Again, things always stay the same because Maya is going to call someone out. So Maya, how about you? (laughs) Who is your (laughs) short (laughs) hair
2: Honestly, I never wanted to be bald. Like, I've never wanted to, like, have short hair. But I do remember when I was younger and Cassie came out with, like, the half-shaved head. Like, all the girls were like, oh, my gosh, let me shave half of your head. And I was like, yes, let you shave half of your head, too, so I can see because I'm not doing that.
0: That's that's your ministry, not mine. Yeah, love that. What? <laughs> okay, Anae, round us off. Short hair and Okay,
3: so I am team short hair and I too have a Rihanna story. When Rihanna did her good girl gone bad era with the pixie cut, I made the mistake of going to an African auntie to recreate it on my head. <laughs> and when I tell you I looked horrible for a month and I was a freshman in college and people Ooh. were like, is that a mullet? It was a leg- like a real mullet and I was so hot. But Pull I up was, the receipts. This, I to I'm gonna show I you. I'm gonna show you off camera because it's very <laughs> it's horrifying. But I was so pissed, and I thought, you know what? I'm never gonna see this auntie again. If this auntie's listening to this, God is gonna deal with you. To this day, I'm so mad. About it. But, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I said it. Ah, sorry, auntie. Um, but I have also cut my hair a bunch of times, and when I first big chopped. I used that picture of Solange or a picture of Solange when she had first chopped her hair off and she had the cute, cute, cute low cut. And I just thought, oh, wow, her face is showing. And I thought that was so pretty. And so when I did it, I think it was my sisters who cut my hair in our house and they were just like, oh, this is cute. Honestly, I thought I was going to look like Tracy Ellis Ross for whatever reason, because I was like, you know, me and Solange have the same texture. That wasn't true. Tracy Ellis Ross, Solange, I was just all over the place. I was just looking like me, like a little African girl who was like six years old it was cute though it gave I too been cute
0: I too am cute that is an A's (laughs) yes yes I love this because you're also tapping into some like hair trauma with cutting your hair which we're gonna definitely get into um and and talk about especially when it comes to the big chop but Lacey our guest of honor tell us who is your short hair inspo Okay.
4: You know, I'm a hairstylist. So mine is layered. There's there are people that I'm inspired by just by their creativity with their hair that have that just have to get honorable mentions like Grace Jones. While I did not want that chop. But as a hairstylist like that, like, come on, I cannot mention that high top. I cannot not mention Grace Jones. You know, I'm a ni- grew up in the '90s, so of course, all the girls that you uh, guys mentioned, me no. along, you know, um, great choice, uh, Halle Berry, you know, mm-hmm. um, Kima and Pam from Total. Ooh, that's a like, good one <laughs> for for mm-hmm. sure. You know, Um, Missy, who started like the whole finger wave situation, you know, that we're seeing, you know, Tony Braxton, of course, like I just have so many like so much inspiration from that time period, you know, but and Kelly Rowland, obviously Destiny's Child, you know, all kind of in the same world, but Definitely, I would say, like, Nia Long, you know, Kima and Pam, like, those are, like, my prime inspo. And Jada, Jada, the short, curly, That that's something I could see myself actually doing when I do the big chop. I feel like I've said, like, to myself that when I reach in my 40s, I'm going to do the big chop for a few reasons. I feel like I read young anyway, so, again, we'll get into all those all those layers,
0: Oh, OK. I love this. Just a reintroduction. Um, and also. So no Doja Cat. Oh, oh,
4: it's it's a little current for me, because for me, I always <laughs> I always go back to where things start from, you know. So while things evolved and that's beautiful, I always go back to where is their origin of where this hairstyle starts. From. OK, so I naturally go to those places of those people that I it's like nostal- nostalgic, you know. Shout out to Doja. Like, she is fun. She is. She's a fun girl. Like, I love how she trolls the internet, and she just, like, has fun with hair and makeup and, 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 you know, and being an entertainer.
1: That's what I want from my entertainers, taking risks. Yes. Okay, speaking of risks, who here has done the big chop? Maya, take us through when you, like, actually did cut your hair. So the
2: first time I cut my hair, it was a transition cut. I transitioned out of relaxed hair, but when I did Big Big Chop, it was during the pandemic and um, the cities, everybody had just kind of shut down. And I had done a couple like modeling shoots and the companies weren't really caring about the health of my hair. So they were just doing what they thought looked best for their brand and their company, causing me to have to cut all my hair off because my hair was just done you know, after they had gotten their hands on it, it was the product wasn't moisturizing. Then they put me under high dryers causing heat damage. And it was just, it cooked and fried my hair. So that was like the first time I ever big chop. Cause it was just like, all right, I don't have time to be gaining muscles. Cause I'm struggling through hair because it's just so damaged.
4: Ugh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Thank you. Was the person on set just curious, was it a person of color? It was, but what was so funny is I asked him what he specialized in. He told me
2: he specialized in wigs and I'm like, then why are you here? <laughs> you're on a natural you're on a natural hair care set and you specialize in wigs. I was like, so like, what hair do you do? He's like, yeah, I do like the hair on The View. And I'm just like, do any of these girls look like
1: that? Sir?
3: <laughs> Baby, he needed a check. He needed a check. So Whatever. that's why he pulled up.
1: Mm, yeah, we just need... More black hairstylists, A, but also black hairstylists who can do a lot of different things. Because exactly. it's also, I think, what I'm seeing in the industry, just from an outside perspective, is that they'll like just hire the same one black person for everything and think and not realize, like Maya is saying, like there are different people that specialize in different things and wigs are not the same as handling natural curls. Um okay, going back to the big chop though, because there's so much like internal thoughts and processes that we have to do mentally when it comes to our hair. And especially that big chop, like Maya was calling me out earlier about me never doing it. And that's because like, I've got some deep seated ish going on with my hair, which is why I don't think I would ever chop it off. But Maya in that instance where you had to, what was going on like mentally and internally when you had to do that?
2: I would describe it as a pissy hot. I was pissed because I had already like gone through the process multiple times of growing my hair out and making sure it was healthy and things like that, just to have like one altercation, just decimate everything. And I was just kind of hot because that's just how I was known. I was like, if you saw big hair, it was me. Like no one recognized my face. I've had multiple instances where after I've cut my hair, people be like, I didn't even know that was you. I'm like, have you ever actually looked at my face? Have you ever Mm. actually made eye contact with me? You know what I'm saying? So that was another reason why I was like pissed about it because it was unfair to me, but I wasn't too mad. I knew I was going to be hot with it because it was like at some point you guys have to look at my face and stop looking at my hair because at this it's getting a little rude. And and I'm getting I'm getting a little mad. Yeah, you are not your hair. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, all right, I chopped it off. And you know, when I was little, I had a relaxer, you know. Like I was Kathleen with it in fifth grade, down to the flow. You know what I'm saying? I was was slagging the inches when I was a baby, you know? So it was just time. It was like, I want to try different things. I don't want to wait till I'm a little bit older where I don't have a choice but to be short haired because my hair doesn't grow at the same rate it does. So, you know, I'll try it out. And I really think every stylist for me because I'm a black woman.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think... I kind of connect with that. But for me, like I cut my hair because I wanted to. Right. So I have two older sisters and they all went natural before me and they all like they both shaved their heads. Right. And so I was it was normalized in my own house. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. And so I did it. And then after I shaved my head kind of on accident. Um, I looked in my face and was like, oh, I'm all face. And I love that. So now my preference is actually to not have any hair. And like Lacey, when I turned um, 35, which is a couple of years from now, just kind of like, oh, scary, jump scare. Um, But I'm going to shave my head and I'm not going to grow it back. Right. And so I think it was just like, I think that I looked the finest I've ever looked when I had a shortcut. I had waves. I have like a little bit of salt and pepper. So I like my hair was like peppered with gray and everything. And I was getting stopped on the street like I was getting stopped on the street and I was like, oh my gosh, what's really going on? Everyone is obsessed with me. But I think even beyond that, like external thing, internally, I realized that I'd attached a lot of my ideas about femininity with my hair. And so I um, was hiding my identity essentially with my hair because I was like, to be a woman, you have to have long hair to the floor. But cutting my hair was the key to understanding gender norms and gender presentation. And so I got to play around and it taught me, That you can be anything and you can look like anything and still be yourself or still be a woman or whatever. And then also taught me to take really good care of myself. Right. So my skin got better. I paid more attention to my teeth and to my makeup and things like that. So it was just it was an important journey because it taught me how to be naked with myself and accept myself as like just without any decoration or without any like excessive thing like you and your face. Are you confident enough in that to go out into the world?
2: And you eat with no hair because in an You area, do. Yeah, you are beautiful. The cheekbones be cheekin'. Hello. <laughs>
4: the cheekbones be cheekin'. Okay. You know, I have a similar kind of trauma story to you, Maya. It wasn't like necessarily like a big chop per se, but my hair fell off. Mm. So when I first came to this country, I'm from Jamaica. Um, as you guys said, <laughs> you <Hey>. you know, <laughs> It's in the 90s, like, when there was still not a lot of information around hair care, you know, how to take care of our, you know, different types of textures that we all have. There weren't still a lot of products available to textured hair. So my mom had, and and naturally, like, everyone's, like, relaxing their hair at that mm-hmm. time. So my mom had a friend put a relaxer in my hair. My hair fell off. And that was both the beginning of, like, the sort of, like... Having to figure out how to do my hair and then also Mm -hmm. like teaching myself because, you know, and and becoming a hairstylist essentially at that time. So even like, you know, as an adult and and even as a hairstylist, like still getting myself in a comfortable state to be like, I'm going to go for this is still quite a, you know, traumatic experience, you know, that... Even though I'm a professional, it's still something like, you know, that is trauma that I have to, you know, deal with.
1: Yeah. And I think that that trauma is why at least for me, I'm only going to speak for myself, why there's still so much like fear attached to it. Like when Anae was talking about you, it's just face and you just got to be confident. And then you're like naked in front of the world. I was like, cool, cool. cool. You just talked me out of ever doing that because <laughs> I do not have that confidence. I don't think like, I still need Maya to like teach me how to do my edges. Cause I just, I just don't, know how to do my own hair. It seems like doing a big chop, first of all, is a lot of effort. Like Lacey, you said you had to kind of become a hairstylist in that moment when you cut it. Um, So that seems like it's just a lot of upkeep, A. And then B, I maybe need to do some more work internally for me externally to be able to get to the mindset of being able to do that big chop. And I think it's a lot of things that Anna mentioned, like, you know, childhood trauma, uh, gender norms, attaching the length of your hair to your femininity. You know, I always have inches on inches on inches. I think I have, I have a curly weave in right now. It's a, like a natural wave 22 inches. I think it is. Um, and that's usually like I rotate between three hairstyles. It's this, uh, like a body wave straight weave. That's like 25 inches or whatever, 26. Um, yeah, and and then, I was gonna say it's usually even number. The- <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. See, I- this is this is how little I know about hair. How many? What, how many? I was like, Listen, I'm trying to let you live, baby. She just going, she just going to the salon and say
3: do whatever. I said just make it long,
1: and then I do, and then I do like Senegalese twists, and those are also like down to my booty, um, and that is just those are my security blanket. And this is like the idea of shaving my head. I don't know. I just I think I need to unpack this in therapy. And it just feels like it's just not something for me. Well, I will
4: tell you, you have the face for it. But like, as Maya said, so much of our um, identities is, you know, related to how our hair. Right. So you were saying, like, people didn't recognize you when you you had, you know, you didn't have as much hair as you have now. So I I think that's also attached to, you know, this like trauma and identity and how we see ourselves because it's how also how other people view us. Really true.
2: I see. That's interesting. I feel like the perception that not only you have but other people have of you depending on like what your hair looks like Kathleen's like the ball baddies are those girls you know I'm not with those girls but I'm still a baddie in my own right nay knowing she's a ball baddie can't nobody tell her nothing me being like I can do it all but I rather just have my very good inches and I think length wasn't a really big thing for me when I was younger because my mom always has short hair she has this thing about it touching her she's like oh it's, it's touching me I'm like girl, barely, you don't even got no hair. Like how it's touching you. So for me, it's just like, <laughs> how are you going to be? And, and she didn't even like me laying on her. Cause I, you know, I'm gone with the wind. She was like, you just have a lot of hair. And it's like really hot. I'm like, you're projecting, but I digress. So with that, I <laughs> she was, she was always going to like the hair salon, getting her hair done, getting her hair flipped, chopped, dyed and all that stuff. So I feel like there's, I know from personal experience that short hair costs racks, but I think a lot of times girls think that short hair doesn't cost nothing. And it's like, big mama, you got to have the bucks to be a bald baddie. So, you know, like what? You, you got to yeah. be in that salon once a week. What? Now. Big misconception. So like, what are y'all thoughts
0: on that? I think be, having short hair does cost money. My mom had short hair for much of my childhood. She still does killing it. She gets hit on more than me. And also, my sister just did a big chop. So she just cut all of her hair off um, about two months ago. And so now she's rocking a Tony Braxton style. That's also why probably my inspo right now is Tony Braxton, um, because she's my older sister. And I'm always like, you look great. I want to do it. But she, one of the things that she said was that it was really expensive to keep her short hair, that she has to go in, like you said, every single week. She has to be thinking about the way she's styling it, but it looks so good. (laughs) So I'm like trying to get her to keep that energy, but she was like, I think I'm just going to have to grow it out because it costs a lot and it takes a lot of time. And there's more energy that goes into styling this one and a half inches than goes into styling my shoulder length hair for you know, 30 years. So, I feel like we don't think a lot about the cost of being a bald baddie or the cost of short hair, but it's a lot. It's not a little. It takes up It's cost to be a Black woman, period. Come on. Come on. Come on. Okay. Nails done? Yep. And how's my fit? On point. Okay, now what about my hair? What do you mean, what, about your hair? It's giving, I have a celebrity stylist. (laughs) Okay,
1: gas me up, Chelsea. Thank you, thank you. I've actually been using Dove Hair Care's new crown collection, and I've decided that we're dating now.
0: Oh, okay. What's the crown collection?
1: Okay, let me put you on. It is the first holistic health repairing system designed for our hair. Curls, coils, twists, locks, you name it. The crown collection revitalizes, nourishes, and protects our hair. Uh,
0: what are you doing? What you, you just, you were talking about it so much. I'm just trying some of your Dove buttercream. Chelsea, I literally just told you that we were dating exclusively. Oh, d- do they know that? <laughs> okay, here we go again. What do you mean again? <laughs> <laughs> to learn more about the all new Dove Hair Care Crown Collection, head over to Dove.com.
1: Okay, my question, I guess this is for Renee and Lacey, because y'all know, like, know the specific... Cost of it So like Anae when you were bald How often are you going to the the barber How much is that actually costing Like break it down for us So I used to cut
3: my hair So I have hair now Y'all have seen me Uh, Lacey hasn't seen me But I have hair now But when I used to go to the barber 2019 I was going every other Saturday and so I went to um, a barbershop in Bed-Stuy. Shout out to um, 100 Grand Barbershop. Shout out to Yane. But she would cut my hair. And the, I think the starting price was like $40. And so I'm, as a woman, I'm like, hey, you know, when I was doing my hair in the other place, she was costing, she was asking for rent money. This is fine. And then I would tell men and they'd be like, $40 for what? And I was like, oh, wait, what's going on? Is <laughs> It's, not, it's not, not right? And so it was costing that much. But I think it wasn't even the money. It was really the time because I was one of those people perpetually brushing my hair and I had like the permanent do rag lines on my forehead. And so I was like putting in a lot of work because I wanted to have waves badly, desperately. Um, But at the same time, it was like, you know, that's just a standard thing. So it it costs money. Forty dollars every other week is eighty dollars a month. And then you have to put in effort if you want to have waves. But if you want to be skin bald that's a lot cheaper it's a lot less time so I think it just depends but I'm not gonna lie I think it's short it's short hair is easier because it was easy for me but I know that if you're doing the Tony Braxton or if you're doing the knee along there's a lot more effort that goes into it
4: yes I I can agree with that because if you're just bald if you're going like full on like just shave like you can essentially do that yourself you yeah know? Um, but if you if you're relaxing it and you're like you need to wrap it and you get the wrap lotion and send it on the dryer every Saturday and all that like that is upkeep. That is upkeep, and it really depends. Yeah. Like if you are trying
2: to like be short haired and continuously have short hair, it's gonna cost you money. But if you're trying to big chop, have short hair, and transition out of short transition out short hair, it's a different story. I feel like both are very much cost. Gougers, because I feel like a lot of times when people are cutting their hair to go natural, they don't consider that. They think, oh, you know, I'm just gonna do this real quick and it's gonna be whatever. No, when they say wash day, baby, it's wash weekend. Okay, (laughs) it's wash weekend. You're you gonna be looking like Mr. T because it's it's work, (laughs) it's money, it's time, it's effort. So people, really, honestly, hopefully, and truly, if you're gonna consider being a ball baddie or doing any major changes to your hair, please consider the price point.
4: It costs to be all all sorts of baddie. Like this, it that twenty six inches does. that Kathleen got, that's not cheap either. Plus, it looks like you got a little highlight to it. <laughs> a little ombre. That also costs oh, money. Oh yeah, this, <laughs> was, this, you know?
1: this was expensive. The ombre. This was expensive. You know,
4: I, I also have you know yeah, some inches yeah. going on. You know what I have going on. Mm-hmm. I was telling you guys off camera, but I think this is also a good tip to tell people. You know, I have braids going, which. Also, is time consuming, you know, but I've like cut the time a little bit because I put a weave, you know, in the middle and oh. then I just have the braids around the perimeter. But again, very expensive. Yes, you can reuse the hair, you know, in theory, as you know, and you should, you know, if you can. But it, it costs money to be. All, all sorts of level of black women, you know, I think you you are going with the big chop. The, the key things is to have the right products, you know, to um, uh-huh. while you you might not be an expert, you know, you should know a little bit of hair care on your own outside of your stylist. You know what to do to maintain it overnight, what to do to mo- keep it moisturized so it doesn't break. You know, all those things are still important, even if you go see a stylist once a week or every other week.
0: Yeah, no, it is, and I think like hair care is like everyone's responsibility. But here's the thing, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is why I keep my hair in braids often, is because, um, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't care. Like I just, I know, like re- really and truly, like I don't think I care enough. And so I'm, I'll honestly be like, I'd rather just have something simple and easy that I don't have to think about, but. I also, and I think this is a great reminder, Lacey, like, no, I still need to think about my hair. Like, how am I caring for my hair in braids, right? Whether it's short or long or whatever, you still have to care for your hair. And I think that's something that I'm still trying to get, wrap my head around, like really and truly how to care for my hair and the energy that I want to put into it at whatever length it is, right? Because I think something also like Maya that you mentioned is you do your hair every week. Even when it was short too, right? So you're still putting in that care and that intention to it. And that's something that I think like I really love about whenever Maya's on a meeting, I'm like, oh, what, what is she going to show up with next? You know what I mean? And that's something that I like, I don't think I have that yet of like just caring for my hair, whatever length it is. And so I feel like that care is something I'm still still reckoning with. To be honest, yeah,
4: definitely take some tips to Maya because you might accidentally <laughs> become a ball baddie, girl. If you don't care for your hair, <laughs> I don't know, you know, <laughs> you, know hair. you know, it's it very, was by it's my own hair very hair. true. I cut, my own hair <laughs> I cut
2: my own hair off. I cut my own hair off. I was like, all right, it looks a bit. There you go. Snip you know? That gives me
1: so much anxiety <laughs> the thought of doing that. Whoo. And it was yeah. during the pandemic. Where were we going?
2: Where was I going?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I was
4: going to bed. I was going to the kitchen to eat. Going to bed. You guys were wearing me low in the pandemic with the kitchen shares and, and the box eyes. <laughs> now she said you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what you supposed to do?
0: She said, as, as a, a hairstylist, you guys yes. were yes. stressing me yes, Everyone was growing
3: <laughs> mine out. I'm, I'm better than everybody here because okay, I was that, growing my hair out.
4: Good. Th- that's what I was recommending. I'm like, what are y'all doing? What am I supposed to do? And I went and got my like haircut
2: and my stylist, she was like, yeah, I can see like where you cut it. I said, oh, the salon is supposed to be a judgment-free zone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't judge me. No. that's, that's very fair though, because I think also what we talk about when we're talking about like bald bat in your bald batty era, or like, you know, talking about sort of cutting it off or not cutting it off. Cause I'm probably closer to Kathleen with my thoughts on that too, is just judgment. Right. And the way that we think it looks or it comes off when we cut our hair off. Right. Like, I think, you know, maybe as someone who's a little bit of, an uh, older millennial, I have a little bit of like, you know, oh my gosh, this means I don't look feminine, right? If I cut my hair off or it has to be, you know, down to the floor to feel like I need that confidence, right? Because it's a little bit of like armor, right? Like it, re- hair and I think makeup, It sometimes it feels like, okay, you can walk into a room and you know, you can you can do this. But with short hair or when you're like a bald baddie, it's just face. You know what I mean? You can't hide. You cannot run. And so I feel like that sort of judgment is also part of my warped thinking about short hair too.
1: But even like, I would say that that, that warped thinking though, it doesn't come from nowhere, right? Like we know historically that that has been imposed on us. Uh, Like the crown act exists because of hair discrimination. So it, it isn't like, you know, we have this warped sense of self or even when I'm talking about like the confidence that I don't have, I also know that that's conditioned and that has come from growing up in white spaces, having people comment on my hair all the time, uh, looking at magazines, seeing who's like the inches and inches and inches that were like, that was the style when I was growing up. Um, And that then I internalized. And so that like warpedness that you're talking about, Chels, like that came from somewhere else. And we're all kind of unlearning. When I see someone, I'm like, you know, part of me feels like it's almost like a political like act of defiance, you know, it's kind of just this beautiful Mm. thing where you're saying I am not my hair. And also my hair is beautiful exactly the way it is, whether it's short and just is, um, you know, the way it's growing out of my head or if it's completely gone, that to me is, is such a beautiful stance. And it really shouldn't have to be like our hair shouldn't have to be political or a stance or say anything other than this is my hair. But It says so much, like even as we're talking about the big chop, I'm even thinking, well, if I was going to do a big chop, I'd have to lose weight. That's a messed up. That's a messed up Mm -hmm. thought that went mm -hmm. through my head. That's a real Mm -hmm. that's a
4: real thought. I had that same thought. When I, you know, I was like, okay, when I decide to cut my hair, like, I need, my face has to be slimmer, like, all the things, like, all the things that you guys were talking about, like, where you feel like you have to now have a lip or, like, have earrings or, like, do all these things to, like, kind of, you know, compensate, you know, but I am too, you know again, I'm a real person. So outside of what I do for a living, I also have traumas that I'm unlearning as well, you know? And I I think with short hair, like shout out to like Amber Rose and like, um, you know, Eve, like to me, those are like strength, like women that have short, like haircuts that to me exude like the strength behind that and like carrying that like power, you know, behind having the short hair. But I agree with you. Like, definitely it's a lot of unlearning that we have
0: to do. I think Amber and Eva are good examples because it also <laughs> makes me wonder. It's like, but also face card never declines. You know what I mean? Their face card never declines. So do we feel like, again, you have to have a certain look to pull off that shortcut? Or is does the shortcut give you that look? Because <laughs> I know, Anae, when you cut off your hair, you're like, No one can touch me. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: I mean, I think it's a matter of like the chicken before the egg. Like, were you fine before you cut your hair or did you cut your hair and then become fine? I think you can think of it either way. I chose to think of it as I was already fine. I already look good. And then when I cut my hair, people were like, oh, hold on. This is this is we can't we can't do nothing to her. Like, literally, I would be walking down the street and people would run across the street in traffic to be like, excuse me, black queen. I have to tell you, you are the sun and the moon and the stars. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. Okay, I'm doing a big job. You have to do it. You have to do it. I'm ready. Like literally the most gas I've ever been in my life. But at the same time, I would have to go home. And I would have to look at myself in the mirror and tell myself the same thing, right? And so I, I always tell people that it's about like, You have to be able to instill the confidence that other people are giving to you when you're by yourself because you're not always going to be outside. You're not always going to have get like get compliments from other people. And when you're alone, like washing your face or you're getting dressed or doing whatever, putting your makeup on, you have to be able to fight for your own confidence. Because like Kathleen said, society will tell you that women are supposed to have long hair. Women are supposed to be skinny. Women are supposed to have angular faces instead of this, this and that. And you have to learn it yourself. And I think that it's the ultimate flex when you can do it for yourself. And let's say it's only for a season, then you start growing your hair back. Or if you're going to be like, I'm permanently doing X, Y, Z. It's such a good feeling because you know that you, you like gave that confidence to yourself. For sure.
4: Because you have to mentally already be in that space where you are, you don't care. hmm you like I'm gonna do me. I'm I'm gonna be. You know I'm going short. I'm gonna. You know you might change your style. Whatever. You know whatever that growth is to get to that place. I believe that then you. You know you really cross. You know that line where you you know that you're
0: bad. And lazy. You said something. You said when I turn forty, I'm gonna just cut it all off. And it's something also that like Anae said too. Like when I turn a certain age, I'm gonna just do it. I don't because I don't care. Right. So like. Let let's talk a little bit about that where it's just like we where we get to the phase where we're just like, mm, like whatever, right? But then also, be, like cutting your hair off is is very much again as we've been talking about takes care it takes style. So why is it that you feel like at a certain age you're just gonna cut it off? Like what is that what is that about for you, Lacey?
4: Okay, so I think. Again, like I'm still working through my own personal j- journeys. And it's similar to what Kathleen says, and I believe Maya as well earlier, where people, ident- part of your identity is surrounding your hair. So I think, um, you know, being a professional working in the industry, you know, and a hairstylist, I feel like at this stage, like partly also like recommending the right products and the right care and the right styles. I also have to like, do these styles on myself to really be able to be, you know, an expert at the things that I'm talking about and, and to give the advice that I want. But I feel like I I want to kind of have that clean slate, you know, and, and like really just start fresh with hair, you know? And I I feel like hair is one of those things where when you
3: get rid of it, you're like reborn, you know, in ways. It's also so much easier. I imagine like when I'm 35, I don't have time like I have right now. Right. Like I'm going to be living a totally different life. I know. Or watch it about oh, talking listen, about 35. Listen, I'm here
0: okay. trying to okay. be quiet okay. because. Listen, okay. listen. No, no,
3: no, no. Okay. 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 Let me, let me, let me rewind. When I'm 35 in five years, I imagine that my no. Listen, <laughs> I imagine. Listen, I okay. Good, c- 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 we, lo- we love, we love, we Ma'am, just folks. say
4: when you when you're yeah. Okay, you know what? Take when it I, easy. when take I'm when, it I'm, when, take I'm, it when easy. I'm older, <laughs>
3: there we go. I, I'm, I'm in my 30s, y'all. Listen, let me tell you okay, something. something, okay. Tell you something. <laughs> okay, when I'm in a different phase of my life, I want to be doing other things, right? I want to be is. focusing on it other is. things, and I think that having hair is such a like a laborious process. Like when I sit down and decide to twist my hair, it takes me hours to do that. Right. And I can do it right now because it's like, what am I doing? I work from home. Like I have a social life. I have, a you know, stuff going on, but it's not that deep. I can sit down and watch three Netflix movies and then be like, OK, it's 2 a.m. I can go to sleep now. Right. But at the different point in my life, I don't want to waste my time doing my hair. I want to wake up, take my do rag off, brush my hair and then be like, all right, peace. I look cute. Like spend time doing other things. I can do this right now because I have more free time and less like responsibilities. I'm pretty uh, chill, chill right now, but later on, I, I want to be too too busy. I want to have too, too many things to look forward to, too, ma- too many things to get into, to be doing my hair and twisting my hair and sitting in front of the television and getting cramps in my legs and all that stuff. Are you twisting your hair right now? No. just saying. No, you're no. off camera? No, no.
4: <laughs> no, but it's been <laughs> twisted for like
3: a week, right? Like, it's just like, I'm one of those people. I'm like, okay, yeah, to the point that someone's like, or oh, are you doing like, are you about to lock your hair? Oh my gosh, that's not what's happening. I'm just lazy. Like, right? So, if I shave my head, I, and I think this all the time, like, I can just shave my head. I can just shave my head. But I'm waiting, and because there's so many more things that I want to do. Like, I just got a, a, a silk press for the first time last year, and I've been natural for almost 10 years, right? there's so many other things to explore and so I'm like I'm gonna explore it I'm gonna do the work and then once I'm 35 I'm not doing that ever again <laughs> bye
0: yeah <laughs> Maya's still over here laughing in 20 in like 26 okay, yeah, okay. And then young Kathleen Lacey and I are like 35 okay <laughs> it'll I'm like, come listen, for you Maya it'll listen, come right. for you Maya
4: <laughs> just saying but I <laughs> okay wait y'all gotta invite me back on the show in five years cause I need to it, you know I need an update on it.
1: this is in what five I'm, years yeah but what I was going to say, I mean, I as I am getting older, allegedly, and I may be in the range that Anae is talking about, allegedly, i um, sorry to break it to you. And I think that all of us having these big plans for a big chop when we're older or whatever, like those years are going to sneak up on you and you're like still going to be the. I don't know if we're going to be in this evolved place (laughs) that we're all saying we're going to be by 35, by 40, whatever, where like we're going to be in this place to shave our heads and just not care about our hair anymore and be like so amazing and so far along in our journeys. I don't know if that's how aging works and I don't know if that's how our hair journeys work. Yeah, okay. I know that's right. Kathleen,
3: I could have I could have a mental breakdown tomorrow <laughs> and shave it. So the next time you see me on the meeting, yeah, I, it's not, I I'm not even waiting for time. I'm just putting that out there. It's like a oh uh, yeah, celebration. I turn this age. Baby, I I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. It's nothing. Well, God bless you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I, I hear what you, she said. Listen. Do not tempt me. We're like, okay. We're like, <laughs> right, that that wasn't saying, a dare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like that's again, you know, it's a personal choice of whatever you decide and want to put energy into, which is again important, right? Like those are the things that are whatever is most important to you. And I think we just we are uplifted by our hair, but also sometimes it it holds us down, right? And there's some there's some gravity to our hair. Right. Um, and that can be both a blessing and a curse, I feel like, um, because it's very powerful. So, Maya, are you cutting your hair? Well, I
2: like my built in earmuffs, <laughs> and it was just cold two days ago. So, I'm probably not. I'm on the very much once I get 70 train, she can go. Not 70.
0: <laughs> what? 70. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, let me let me tell you something. I'm going to give wow. my hair to be. I want to be a, a fox. I want to have some silver curls. Okay,
0: Ooh. you know, I want to. Ooh,
2: Barrett, I wanna have that's. silver curls, and the so then once I see myself with some silver curls, maybe we can be
0: bald headed. But um, no. Very <laughs> <laughs> like. Very fair. I think, like again, this is these are all personal choices, and also again, the gray will come for you, Maya. Because I've also been gray since I was fourteen. Ooh. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's so shady. What? She's so shady. Literally, it it's giving. <laughs> I'm 55. That, oh, yeah, that's really what it's giving. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. I'm pretty positive.
4: I'm older than all you guys here, so I'm feeling a little like.
0: No, you, this is the other thing also. Like, You're not 70. You, she could be 70. I, I could be. I'm black. Hey. So, Lacey, as we're having this hair conversation and you interpret, right, people's hair like they're wearing their insides on the outside, right? Can you talk a little bit about how you interpret different people's, their comfort level with hair and styles and how... You know, we talked about it for our own selves, but how do you do that with other people, right? If you're on the road, you know, with a Tessa Thompson or a whoever, like how do you make them comfortable with – A big chop or a big hair look like what does that look like for you as you're doing that for other people? That's an interesting question.
4: With all my clients, I very much try to like put their personality into the styles. So even as I'm speaking to all you guys, like I already can I already am envisioning if I were to work with any of you, how we would approach the hairstyles, you know, if we were on tour, if we were doing, you know, a series of of different events that we needed, different hairstyles. Um, with Tessa particularly, we have been working together for almost a decade, you know? So with, I think anytime you see um, creativity on the red carpet or magazines or anything with celebrities and their glam teams, there has to be a level of trust. Without trust, you cannot as a creative tap into that, you know, where you're able to create hairstyles that might not even exist or or to get your clients to want to try something that they might not have wanted to try, like Kathleen, like, I very much think that you can pull off a short haircut, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk you to death. But, you know, like, looking at your face, you know, like, I know, I know that, you know, that you, you would be able to pull it off. Now, all that is like, you know, confidence building stuff is, is, like, that's something that takes time, right? To, like, get to a place where you can feel confident to step out and and know that you are gorgeous. You know, we all know we're gorgeous. But just, like, as we said, unpacking and unlearning the things that we've, we've uh, you know, grown up hearing about our hair. So there usually is a conversation. For me, it starts with, like, what is what's the looks like? Wh- what are we giving? What's the stylist like? What's the silhouette of the outfit? And that's kind of how I design the hairstyles around the outfits. Um, and, and then once I understand, like, the silhouette or where the events were going, then um, we talk about the looks and how we're going to, um, you know, what we want to do. Tessa is Fearless. She like I, I've been blessed that most of my clients that I have long standing relationships with, they're 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 so dope like they're so down to earth. They're like fearless. They want to try different things. They want to experiment. They want to push boundaries. You know, I remember once upon a time, like not that long ago, like I know we're talking about the big chop, but like braids, like braids weren't even accepted yeah. on red carpet mm-hmm. and magazine covers, and I would get so much pushback from magazines to like put those type of hairstyles on covers. So, you know, without having the uh, relationships that I have with my clients outside of their teams and, you know, everybody else that might not even understand the conversation around black hair, you know, um, we we just trust each other. And that's how we're able to, like, really push boundaries and, and come up with hairstyles and, and and like, you know, go go to a big chop or like design things for the Met Gal or the, you know, whatever it is.
1: Yes. Ooh, Ooh, OK, well, Lacey, this. if I ever do it. I'm coming to you. Okay. There we go. You got me. Yes.
4: Okay, I love that. I love that for you. I said that's if, great. everybody. That. Oh, <laughs> brother. A yeah. It's heavy no, on the if. See? Heavy on the if. I got it. I got but it. But I
0: feel like everything you're saying also is like a great encapsulation of our conversation because being fearless is so much, like that's the fun part about doing hair. Also in our hair, right? That we get to be fearless. And like I said at the top of this episode, so versatile, right? Because our hair does so many things. But I also want to ask like, you mentioned, you know, getting pushback from magazines. What what was that conversation like when you would hear, you know, no, like we don't want you to show braids or natural hair on the cover, and that you they didn't want our fearlessness to be shown.
4: I mean, I feel like I'm still dealing with some of that on set. Like, even, you know, there, during a, I I would say in 2020, you know, there was this big push to like you know, push forward all these Black artists on set. Because I'm, I'm used to being the only one, you know? It's just like me and then I bring my Black assistant and really it's us on set, you know? But um, now I feel like it's kind of going back to like the where I saw it pre-pandemic where there aren't enough people on set to be able to have a conversation, you know? So even with like the amount of time that they give us to do hair, you know? As Black women, there's there's so much layers to get to styling our hair like if i if i want to uh, if i want to give somebody a sleek look there's so many steps before i get to the 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 silky press you know, like that we have to do. And, and, um, that's often not factor in on set of like how long something's going to take. And, um, there's also frustration for them, you know, sometimes of like things taking too long and, and, and not really truly appreciating, you know, what we're bringing to the table. You know, um, I have, I have a client, Ruth Nega who, um, she's been a short baddie for a long time, you know? And, but there's so much, um, I love working on short hair because there's so much creativity that you, you know, can happen, you know, where we're like laying, you know, different like swoops and like, you know, Betty Boop little, you know, swirls and all that stuff. And, and there it it really pushes me as an artist to come up with you know different looks that it's not like just like the traditional things that i've seen so i think um short hair um, is really a great play- you know playing field for a for a stylist you know um but yeah back to the conversations on set um it's it's really challenging especially if there's not enough people on the uh creative side you know um the, on the client side you know who are the people that you know we're shooting for or the photographer or the producers if there's not enough people that can um basically help me have this conversation around hair. It, it, it always is a pushback. Um, I remember one time I was in, uh, in the UK with a client shooting for, I don't even remember what magazine. And I wish I did. Cause I would have called it out, but you know, one of the magazines and, um, we, we did braids and, and there was, it was such a, like the way that they, they were so negative about it it like it was just it just felt so awful you know and like and i felt bad for the client too because it they made it seem like what we did wasn't beautiful you know because it was still new in that space, you know. So um, it, it's been a journey, um, and we're still going through it, you know. And like I do, Fashion Week, and you know, and it's my goal to always make sure that I have a diverse team backstage to um, make sure all the models are taken care of, whether they're they have hair down to their back, a long curly wavy weave or a short, you know, short haircut, like everybody has to be touched when they're in my, you know, my hands. So I, I design a team that can work with all hair types and texture. You know, I make sure we have proper, um, hair care backstage as well. Cause we see this videos, you know, of the models that are in the chair and they're not getting their foundations don't match and nobody's brushing their hair. They like, there was this model that said they sent her down the runway with a linty fro. You know, and I'm like, never again, not, not while, you know, so there's a lot of work being done in the industry that needs to be done. Um, and Kathleen, as you said, it's always like the same few people, right. That are being hired for jobs. And the issue is, you know, the people that are hiring for these jobs, they see like one, you know, racially, you know, one, um, you know, ambiguous person in your in the portfolio and they're like, Oh yeah, they do black hair and, and, and not taking consideration, you know, the different, textures of the models that, you know, are coming on set or I've had um, models tell me that the stylists tell them that they need to like do their, go to a salon before they come to set. You know, it's just, it's awful and I I just hope that um, while I'm still around and, you know, in the
0: industry that I can do as much work as I can to change that conversation. I love that and I love also just like your honesty and transparency with it because the more that we talk about it, the more that it's, Going to be something where no, we're not standing for this. You're not getting 20 minutes for your hair and you're not just gonna wet it down and send me down the runway with a linty fro, which is crazy, horrific. Like that, that's wild. And that's again, we're we're talking about like unpacking this. Like this is what we need to be doing so that we don't feel shame or you know, whatever it may be around our hair, because our hair is beautiful and it's amazing. And let me tell you something. If you come down to an unbothered shoot, you will not be treated that way, all right? So tell your clients that, Lacey. Okay, we are blackety black black from the stylist to the PAs to the people in front of the camera. So. Just a note there, yes.
4: <laughs> you know, I feel like part of my purpose that I've been placed on the earth is to help people. and I And I feel that I've been chosen to do it through hair. So that's why it's so important to me to have those difficult conversations outside of, like, if it's going to cause me relationships or it's going to piss somebody else off on set or whatever. Like, I'm, like, not that concerned anymore about, like... Um, you know, being politically correct about having the conversation around our hair. You know, it's time like, you know, we need to get uncomfortable so that we see the change we want to see.
3: And you be doing that hair
0: and you be doing that Thank hair. You. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, like truly, you you're you are gifted. You are really gifted. So keep sharing your gift, and we will keep watching and loving it and absorbing it, like the nutrients yes. that our scalp needs. Ooh, you know, just bars. Y'all have We're just bars. Caring I swear. for ourselves. But yes, thank you so much, Lacey, for joining us. This was such a like full like Afro conversation. I love over and over just having these conversations. Thank you, guys. But now we have reached my favorite part of the discussion. Oh, yes, wait. It is the Don't At Me. And in case y'all need a reminder or you forgot or just want to hear me say it again, the Don't At Me is a part of the conversation that we used to tie a bow on this dialogue, give you all some food for thought and some energy to move about your day with. And in case the title wasn't clear, you cannot at us, okay? Cannot. okay? Nothing. Nunca. None. Nine, no heart emoji, all right? You can't at us. And this week will be taken by the bald baddie herself, a.k.a. gonna chop it off tomorrow if she wants to, and then grow it back again, Miss Anae the doll. Take it away, Anae. From the moment we enter this world
3: till the moment we leave it, we will spend countless hours thinking about what's growing out of our heads And as if our own internal monologues weren't loud enough, we also have to contend with the many unsolicited opinions that people have about our hair as well. Society is going to try to tell you that short hair isn't for everyone, that it's not feminine, that it's not sexy, that you don't have the face for it. But that's not true. Whether you're thinking about cutting your hair for a new start or in a moment of crisis, no judgment, I've been there. Prepare to get to know yourself in ways that you never expected to when you big chop. Sure, it's just hair, but it's also vulnerability. It's nakedness. You're going to have to learn how to be comfortable with this new side of yourself. But luckily, I'm going to put you on game because I have the cheat code to the short hair sleigh besides a visit to your local beauty supply or a few hours on YouTube University. Come close.
4: It's confidence
3: confidence. Looking at yourself in the mirror every single day and learning to accept who you are and what you look like and still being able to find beauty in that. The apples of your round cheeks when you're smiling, the curves of your full lips when you're laughing, even the furrow in your brow when you're thinking too deeply. Your hairstyle, your look is supposed to accentuate all of that beauty, not hide it. If you're under the sound of my voice right now, Please hear me loud and clear when I say this. Do not be afraid to big chop. Hair, especially our hair, is limitless. There's nothing that it can't do. There's no color we can't eat. There's no style that we can't rock. Nia Long, Jada Pinkett Smith, Denai Guerrero, Tony, Braxton, they don't have two heads. They just have the courage and the confidence to do the big chop. You can do this. You should do this. And when you finally do, I promise that you're not going to regret it. But until you make your appointment at your hair salon or your barber shop, don't
0: at me.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> bars. Bars on bars on bars. <laughs>
0: The Go Offs This Podcast is a Refinery29 original. It is produced by Rashad Isaac, Crystal Devone, Jordan Mason, and me, Chelsea Sanders. It's edited by Hanger Studios. My co-hosts today were Kathleen Newman-Bermang, Maya Carmichael, and Ineye Comanibo. Like what you heard and want some more? Head over to Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts to catch up on all episodes. And don't forget to drop a review or leave a comment to let us know what you think. You can also find us where it all started, on Instagram, at r29unbothered. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, it's okay to go off, sis.